it is still me that makes you sweat <laughs> you think about in bed and the lights are dim and your hands are shaking as you're sliding on your headphones think of what you did and i hope to god it was worth it when those lights are dim and your heart is racing as those headphones touch your skin let's get these podcasts beating faster faster Welcome to this podcast is for nerds. Wow, Zach, your intros are just getting better and better every week. That was really good. <laughs> we bring the heat and we bring the thunder. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, welcome to our media club. Um, this week we watched the FXX show Cake at Zach's recommendation. Um, did you rewatch it for this? Or I know you said you were watching season two when you recommended it. Um, I actually didn't have to. Re- I rewatched a couple of different shows, but some of them were still pretty fresh. And I didn't have to rewatch it. Okay. Um, and I picked out my. I, I'm gonna, I picked out two of my favorites, and then I picked out the one that stood out as to why I recommended it for the media club. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, let's. Um... I, I guess let's let's give a, a quick overview of what the show is and then recommend it and then we'll we'll get into spoilers because there is um well I, I, we'll get into it i mean the show is an anthology series in that there's um multiple segments within each episode um and some of those have continuations as the season goes on so there is spoilers for the show absolutely and there are um, some that are yeah. isolated per episode and sometimes they skip an episode and come back it really i guess just depends on the format so if you don't watch it in if you sit and watch it on hulu there's two ways you can watch it you can isolate it per storyline and per segment type or you can watch it per episode and just kind of get a a roulette of what you actually get per episode, which is pretty cool. Did they? Oh, I didn't see that option in the Hulu. I didn't look that hard, but that's really cool. I didn't know that was an option. Yeah, I didn't know it either until I went back to rewatch it the second time. And I was scrolling through and saw that when you go to their series page, you can go over. Um, I think on Xbox, it's just the, the, the control pad over. And you can pick each individual show and watch the different segments individually. It's a great idea. Um, so I guess uh, the best way to describe this show is it's an anthology. Um, that there's multiple segments. There's some live action, some animated, and they cover kind of a wide range. Um, I think a lot of it kind of has to do with the creators because there's different creators for each segment. Uh, it, the way I see it is their kind of view on, on modern society and things that people are going through. Um, and then there's some kind of like off the wall, totally <laughs> random, which I, I really love those. Um, those were fantastic. Um, so I, so I would probably, I, I fell in love with the show. Um, I went awesome. in and I, I watched the first episode and I, I don't, I didn't know how to feel about it. um it definitely made me feel a lot of things um but i it's i don't think it's a show that i would recommend for everybody if i'm going to give it a rating out of five i'd give it a four um but i don't think i would recommend people watch the show as a whole i think now that i know that you can go in and pick segments i would recommend that um and the segments i'd recommend to everybody um, are honestly probably just uh, quarter life 
Crisis Poetry, I think it was called. Yep. Um, and then Oh Jerome No. And, yes. I, and I think that I think those are super accessible. Um, now, I think if you like really weird, abstract art, watch <laughs> the show in its entirety. And I say just watch the episodes right. and get the roulette. I think that's the way to handle it. So um, I, how, would you, how would you rate it? I would agree with your assessment and your rating um, because there's different things in the segments that I didn't care for. Like I didn't care for... Like, I love dark humor, but I think that between two pink doors or something like oh, that, that dude. one was, that oh. wasn't, that was too close to home for me personally. Yeah. And so I we'll, we'll tell, get into that one. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. tell if it was supposed to be funny or just like. I think it, it definitely is, was, but. Okay. But I think it kind of, I, depending on your viewpoint, I think it might have, I understand why it fell flat. I think artistically it was a great idea, but I think the very first episode with the military aspect, that's one was like not. That was, I mean, it's, it was one of those things that I've seen, I know had does happen in real life, but I think this one felt like, you know, we get it and then they keep beating it over you over the head with it. And I'm not sure if that was to make a point or if that was just to be like, we can, so we did. I, and that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, but we'll, we'll get into spoilers on that one um, as we go in. So you would, you would say it's not for everybody? I would say that overall, I would give this show a four. It's not for everyone as a whole. I mean, just the genre itself, as per Wikipedia, is a psychedelic anthology series animation. That's not for everyone. Psychedelics are not good for everyone, especially like even animation-wise. Like they, definitely. There's some that are definitely trippy. And I think after, I felt the same way you did after the first episode, where I watched it and went, okay what the hell i yeah. but i also can't stop <laughs> totally <laughs> it's like, yeah it's like, it's like eating cake and yeah. I think the bumpers they have when they remind you that the show is called cake with the different people doing things to cake or around cake were just hilarious and also just like super random which was oh I, I love that and it, so so yeah I, I think if if you're uh if you're into like the wacky like i think if you like adult swim shows you'd be really into this um and that was the one thing i wanted to say was uh, I don't know if the creators pitched this to Adult Swim, but if they did and Adult Swim didn't take this, they really had a missed opportunity on their hands. Because <laughs> this is, like, right up their alley. Um, I agree. Yeah, so um, if you've watched the show, join us, and we'll get into spoilers. If not, pause this, watch the show. Um, yeah, um, let's get into it. <laughs> um, so I recommended this to you specifically for O. I think it's Ogerome No. Yeah, and that and was perfect for me. I think it's one of the ones that surprised me even because I like that actor. I can't. I always forget his name, um, but I saw him in a movie called Unicorn, The Unicorn Store, and he was awesome. Oh, that's the uh, Alison Brie one, right on Netflix. Yes, I have not watched that yet. Um, uh, we can watch that next. It's a. It's actually <laughs> a really great movie, and I was surprised that I actually enjoyed it. I've heard good things. Yeah, I fell in love with this guy. Like he's he's my new. My new actor, I'm going to be following for sure. Um, and there, you know, there were some like there were some good cameos in the show too. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially since I just finished watching Silicon Valley. Oh totally. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. When when so so yeah. Let's let's uh, maybe let's do it by segment. Um, so maybe we start with Ogerome because I think, in my opinion. It, and maybe it's because it was given the room to develop. It's the best. Um, in my opinion, um, I think it's the best of all the segments. Um, so let's I think start for, there. I think for overall heart, I would agree. I think that's one that like, I feel like 
that's a real thing that people go through trying to reinvent themselves and how they should be for society or being happy. And it, I think it was just a great, I, it was just a great show, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I really, so apparently that was the Odrome no segments are based off a short film that they had done back in 2016. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping. Oh, I didn't I'm, know that. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna scour Vimeo and try and find it. If I do, I'll I'll throw it in the, uh, um, I'll throw it in the uh, description for this episode. Um, so basically, this segment is all about this young man um, who describes himself as overly emotional, trying to find love. Um, and just kind of all the heartbreak he experiences in love and, and career and life in general. Um, I definitely, man, that these, like, I think I texted you right after I watched the first episode, he kind of gets his heart broken right at the end. And it doesn't really provide any like levity, like any chance for redemption for him. Yeah. And I, I went really negative and I was like, man, if this guy kills himself or something, I'm just going to like, I'm going to be so bummed out. Um, yeah, see, I never set you up for that. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, it's, it certainly has some some serious lows, but um, spoilers, it works out for him. Um, but yeah, I, there was there were certain episodes or segments, I guess, of Odrome No that really um, hit home with me. Um, the one where he talked about, uh, I think it was the Bullies episode, um, where he was a kid who was not like the traditional manly type and how he struggled connecting with uh, guys his age and stuff like that. And then he ended up like befriending his biggest bully. Um, That episode was like super powerful. Um, And it definitely resonated with me. I, I definitely had that issue growing up. So um, yeah, I had that issue too. And I think, I think I, because I was always like raised to be the polite kid, you know, like I still have that kind of childish, I wouldn't say childish, but like that mindset of like, why can't everyone just get along kind of feeling, right? So, you know, all of the nonsense and reasons why bullies are bullies, you know, I grew up as the fat kid and the kid who was like, hey, let's just not, you know, whatever. So I've definitely been picked on to have some like trauma from it and kind of helped develop me into where I am now. It's where I'm just like, yo, like every segment of Odrome No, I feel like I've done except for like, <laughs> I never proposed to someone on the first date. Like that, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely crazy. And then, you know, he asked the page to move in with him. Like, I think like 12 hours after getting to know her. <laughs> yeah, he just, he yeah. does some extreme stuff. And, and I, I don't know if I agree that he, he feels too much all the time, but he's certainly, and it ha- you see it in the last segment. It's like page part two, new page part two. She's like, you need to be in therapy. And I was like, yeah, this guy definitely needs to (laughs) kind of get in touch with his emotions and being able to express them to the people in his life. I think I definitely resonated on the first episode when he tried to come off super hard because I did have a leather jacket growing up. I did (laughs) like have sunglasses. I was never overtly like that where I was like the world I'm too tough for the world. I never did that. <laughs> like, I wasn't that bad, but I, that episode resonated with me because like, I definitely did change myself her who I was pursuing at the time because of my interest in them, but not necessarily because like 
I didn't, I just didn't want to be myself. Sure. And now that yeah. I don't have to do that anymore, and my wife kicks ass, <laughs> dope as fuck. Yeah, she is. She in the room? <laughs> She's around. She can hear me. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good. But she knows what's up. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, I thought that segment was really interesting. I definitely had a period where I tried to uh, be more manly. Um, failed miserably um <laughs> just gotta own who you are but I, I love in that episode he meets uh i don't know the character's name but it's natasha leone from orange is a new black <laughs> she is like <laughs> she is such a crazy character the, i don't even uh, think they talk about her i don't think they give her her name she's just oh do they not she, okay. i don't think so she's just wild <laughs> yeah, she's, so there's that there's that scene where they're at his apartment and they're having sex and she's like where's your bed and there's like a painted outline of a bed in the hardwood <laughs> And then she like straight up eats that bird. Yeah, she's like, you like oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I could, but I don't. I could eat, but I don't feel a particular way about it. We can't feel. And I was yeah, like, oh, right. right. <laughs> well, and then there's uh, party time. The dog, and she like could not give less of a fuck about that dog. I guess like the way I see that character is like, I think a lot of us have dated somebody that was not the right fit for us um, yeah. while we were going through our transformation and trying to figure out who we were. We, we get in with somebody that is not compatible with us, but we stick around because they are what we're trying to be. I think um, I've definitely had that. I don't know if you have, but. Um, oh yeah, I've, I have. I've definitely tried to keep myself in a box to conform to the environment that I thought was what I wanted because I honestly was just afraid to branch out and just, you know, that, there's that whole saying is like, oh, it's lonely at the top. You shouldn't go for the top. But people who say that don't know what the fuck the top looks like because they stay in their damn box. Yeah. So what's um, up with this? What's <laughs> up with um, This was a great segment. I'm really stoked you liked it. This, was, this over everything was the one I wanted your feedback on. Just yeah, because, man. Because like the whole story arc, and I thought like just the, like the one where he was dating that girl for like two years, and he thought that she cheated on him with like the musician. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. dude, Jerome Walk, bro, so, so gutted. I was, and I knew it was coming. Like I know, like I didn't know that it was gonna be like, oh, it's it's just a mirrored image. So maybe we'll get into this. So he dated this woman um, who's a musician. And uh, he gives her this necklace. There's a really funny segment with the uh, the necklace maker. And <laughs> I forgot about that too. <laughs> they, yeah, they like improperly engrave his name, and they get into a whole thing about it. But she basically tells him, "Oh, she's never going to take this bracelet off." And then one day, uh, he sees online she's collaborating with this male artist, and he doesn't see the the bracelet on her hand, and he starts freaking out and. And they go on this date and uh, she she says, oh, I, I lost my bracelet while we were out here. And uh, she's like, I've never taken it off. And he confronts her about it and then come to find out the photo was a mirrored image. And that was the wrong wrist he was looking at. So she had been wearing it in that photo. And he goes um, back and like goes through the metal detector and like finds it after like months of looking for it. Yeah. Oh, it, it really just it just shows like it, I think the biggest takeaway is to be yourself and get help if you need it to figure out who you are. Like, yeah. Cause at the end, even when he finds, finds the person he ends up being with, he was with her for a year and then he 
when she has to move in, like she finally accepted, he told her no. Yeah. He was so deep in self sabotage, he didn't know how to help himself. Yeah, thank God and he like, realized it. <laughs> oh yeah. And I love how his best friend slash ex boy every episode was played by a different person. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. I was like, it looks like a different guy, but they look kind of close. Maybe they, it's just like doing something different. And, and then I went on IMDb and looked it up. I was like, it's so weird. <laughs> but it, it's perfect. It's it's really good. Um, yeah, that that episode really resonated with me. It's like squeezing too tightly in a relationship and not not being open about uh your emotions which i think is a lot of jerome's issue but the uh the the saying no episode um while it was funny uh was uh really good to me because i i certainly have an issue with saying no i'll just take on every project because i want to you know and i i think a lot of people have this issue, so I'm, I'm certainly not alone. But, you know, you want to be helpful, um, but you take on way more than you can handle. And the episode when he realizes he can say no is so funny because I think he's like <laughs> he's so nervous, like waiting for them to, like, be upset about him saying no. And they're just like, oh, yeah, OK, that's fine. Yeah. He's, like, he's oh. like, oh, my God, this is so free. And I'm just going <laughs> to say no to everything. And he wakes up the next morning. He's like on the floor. Um, he So he is a hardcore oh who's is it Lance Morissette he's the oh Tori Amos he's Tori a big Amos. Tori Amos fan he's like the president of the Tori, New York Tori Amos chapter of whatever and because he was on such a no high in this episode he his friends went down to the bar and they met Tori Amos and they tried to call him down but he kept saying no because he was just in a, a daze of no yeah so <laughs> you know and again that kind of shows how saying no to every, conforming to one way or the other too hard can really mess you up wasn't there a movie like this too Didn't yeah well there was the <laughs> there's the jim carrey yes man where he says yes there to we everything. go yep there we go <laughs> yeah i mean over overall this this whole segment reminded have you seen uh 500 days of summer it's got uh zoe Ooh, deschanel and um I can't remember the guy's name. Is it Jordan goes JGL? Yeah, it is. You're right. Yep. Yep. I Just didn't Gordon see. Love. I didn't see that one. I don't think. No, I didn't. Um, so it's, it's yeah. It's it's pretty similar um, in 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 a way as far as the the kind of the meltdown of a relationship. It's not it's not multiple like like Jerome goes through. But he's he's the the main character in that is certainly over emotional and can not really get over this like this one relationship. Gotcha. Um, but it's it's nonlinear in the way that O Jerome No is in some some segments. Like sometimes it goes back in time and forwards in time. So um, it reminded me a lot of that. So um, one thing I had to ask since you've did you finish season two? No, I got halfway through it actually. So. Uh, I guess spoilers for season two. Do we get a continuation of Paige and Jerome's story, or is it done? I think that one's done for now. Oh, interesting. I'm pretty sure that one's done uh, because another there's another segment that takes over as far as the um the like anchor. Yeah, and it's that one is hilarious and absurd on the opposite side of it. It's called Shark Lords. <laughs> well, I love the name. It's a segment. I'll, I'll just read what it says. It, you know, it's a segment, predominant segment, 
The season two documents extreme sports enthusiasts and his support team as they attempt to copulate with a shark. Wow. It's yeah. as wild as it sounds. I am so ready for season two. It's wow. it's ridiculous, and I... <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it's... Oh, it's it's a good it's a good wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're so uh, a little behind the scenes. We're recording this uh, June second. Um, I don't know if you saw, but uh, last Tuesday they announced that it's getting a season three. I don't know if you saw that. I literally just saw that when I pulled up the page earlier. I was like, wow, I need to catch up because I'm quite a bit behind. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, a, it's a lot to take in at once when you watch it in segments. Honestly, like it's a lot to because some of the ones too that they don't have reoccurring are really like psychedelically trippy. Like there's a one with the mom and his kid and all you can really tell is that like the kid, it just basically breaks down how bad kids get exploited on TV and turn into rappers and then... Oh, wow. Yeah, that... uh, Oh, man, that segment was great. Yeah, and then like the kid goes on a TV show and and asks him a question expecting him to be all like... I guess the, the phrase is wildin' or whatever the hell people say these days. Yeah. But the kid just sits there and goes, yeah, you know, it's just like... The, the economic breakdown of my childhood and blah, 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 and how they use that to isolate me and make me blah. And he's, he's super articulate. And the fans are, like, not digging it because he's not that crazy, like, wild boy or whatever. And he goes, oh, I mean, uh, whatever. And says his catchphrase that he's known for in his rap songs. But, like, that's... <laughs> it's That will, that one looks... If you just looked at it from the art style, you probably wouldn't watch it. But if you, like, listen to what they were saying, you'd be like, holy shit, okay. Yeah, similar vein for me. Um, there was the, and I don't know if it's by the same artist or not. Um, there was the segment about uh, Tinder. There's the young girl. It's animated. Um, she's oh. on the beach, and the guy's swiping through Tinder, and she sees herself, and he's kind of sitting there, like wondering whether or not he's going to swipe on her, and kind of like why we're so obsessed with the approval of our physical appearance instead of who we are as people. Um, I thought that was very powerful. Um, and like, like similarly, like I don't, the art style is not traditional. Um, I really dug it, but I think it might turn off some people, but the message there is, I think very important. So I think the message there will turn off people more than the art style will. Maybe. Yeah. It reminds me, it reminds me of an animated quarter life poetry, honestly. Quarter yeah. life poetry. Yeah, man, those were great. And that was like that was the segment that got me hooked on the show. And when so the the very first segment in the very first episode is the one about kind of like FOMO. Um and she's, you know, coming home. For and, those who don't for those who don't understand <laughs> FOMO, please. Because I don't I don't know what that means. Sorry. Actually. Sorry. Um I'm not trendy enough to know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> so I'm not trendy, so I don't wanna portray myself that way, but uh <laughs> FOMO is a fear of missing out. So the very first segment is oh, gotcha. is, okay. is the main character and she's come home from work and she's kind of getting pressured into going to this party and she'd rather, I think stay home and kind of unwind and we see more of that as because this is like it's not a continuation in the same way Jerome no is but we do see kind of like a growth in her character almost uh, yeah and just more aspects of her life and how yeah you know just it's more it's more day-to-day people can relate to it i think more so than Jerome no Jerome no 
Um, I feel like for some people that Odrum note can turn people off, but I think quarter life poetry, male or female, more specifically female though, you would be able to relate to what she's talking about. Cause I definitely, from that segment, I've gone to really shit parties that I should have just stayed home and been like, why did I even leave the house? I Definitely. understand that. <laughs> I use gas. Why did yeah. I do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I was I was looking up because I had looked her up because I was curious if she was writing the music as well as acting or if she was just acting. And and these were like slam poems that she had put on Instagram. Yeah. And I guess they had found them and brought her on. So she's she created the segment. She stars in the segment. And she writes all the music. And the music is fantastic, in my opinion. It it definitely serves the message because in the very first segment, she's texting with her friend and the the haptic feedback from her text on her phone becomes the beat to the song. And that and that's that's they reuse that in later later quarter life uh poetry segments um there's the the work one where she's like uncertain about if she's in the right place as far as her career goes and they use like the email send notification kind of as the the melody or the beat to the song so i just thought that was super creative um yeah i really dug it I think it's a, it's a it's a recognition callback too. Like it's a way to bring people in because everyone's heard that noise. Everyone knows what haptic feedback feels like for the most part. I just like I think they were really well done. Honestly, that was the, those segments were great. Um, <laughs> the the cinnamon roll or the cookie one that one got me because like I'm always like that about making goods. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, the microorganisms just, one was really weird. Dude, drifters. That's, that's my other <laughs> Oh, one. that's what it is, drifters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. <laughs> Very odd. Like, I really love the first one where they're like little gossipy bitches. <laughs> and they're like, they're talking about how how they puke out their their uh their guts yeah <laughs> and how he the their friend does it weird or whatever i just it's like a, i don't know if there's like a deep message there but i, I just found it very interesting i i i <laughs> i love those simply because they're just so off the wall and i just it's commentary you'd if you heard two humans do it it would still probably be pretty funny but the aspect that they're like Okay, so Drifters is a series where basically you have not anthropomorphic characters, but you have characters that are um, basically at the bottom of the food chain, microorganisms in the ocean, and they're communicating with each other just talking, but they're talking just with like everyday stuff that we would talk about, except for certain aspects like, hey, we can puke out our digestive tract. <laughs> but it's, it's just gossipy nonsense, and it... it goes i'm just gonna read this the summary here um they engage in casual dialogue that goes from themes about insecurity and self-doubt and life choices and social hierarchies so there's a parallel that we can understand but it's also based with deep sea creatures and it's like that aspect of like oh by the way i could be eaten right now is also put into play (laughs) yeah right Yeah, super interesting segments. I uh, I was really impressed with this show. I think maybe, do you want to get into, because I, th- I think we both feel the same way about this segment, the, uh, the two pink doors. Um, I liked some of them. And I, I think I was a little, at first I thought it was funny. The um, maybe let's start with the, uh, the soldier coming home. Um, I, I thought it was funny at first, and then they just 
kept going with it. Yeah. And it was it became disturbing to me, I think. Yeah, it so there's different ways this one can be looked at. It can definitely be seen as social commentary and disrupting the norm. The basic premise is a uh, soldier comes home and he comes to the wrong, there's two pink doors. So it's basically between two neighbors and the whole premise is the whole show is based on two pink doors, but it's separated by different stories. Um, this particular one, a soldier comes home and he gets down on one knee and he waits for the person to come out. And this woman runs out and it's like, he, it's not his wife, and because she is a soldier who's coming home. And they go, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't know, this is the wrong address. And he goes, oh, okay. And then he goes to the right address, and his, like, partner or husband comes out. So it's like, okay, cool, you know, soldiers who are two males, like, it, it's a story about that. But then <laughs> um, the woman who's waiting for her husband to come home, or not husband, could be her wife, I'm not sure, um, she gets one of the folded flags. And for those who don't know, that means that they died in battle. And so she gets that delivered to her. She breaks down in tears. The guy who delivers the flag walks away and comes back and knocks on the door and says, oh, hey, sorry, this is a mistake. This one's not for you. This is not for you. So she cheers up for a second because he went to the wrong address. But then he hands her the right one that goes to her. And I'm just like, son of a bitch. Like, just, do we? Yeah. I Stop. Yeah. So I, uh, for me, um, I, I, I'm sure you do too. I think we all have people in our lives that were in the military. Um, I don't, I haven't lost anyone to the military. Um, and so I thought it was funny when the guy walks up and you see, he's got the, the folded flag and I was like, Oh, that's, that's kind of cheeky. Like she's expecting him to come and he does like the same thing. The soldier does like, how do I present? Right. I was like, Oh, that's, that's kind of funny. And then he gives it to her. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready for this to be done. And then they do the thing again where he gives her the wrong flag. And that's when I was like, oh, I'm totally out. Yeah. Uh, this segment is just like way too much. They just, and, and again, we mentioned it kind of off the top. It's like, are they doing it just because they can? Or do they really like think like, like let's keep pushing the limits to see like how far we can take this. It's, it's interesting. And, and because they keep playing with the door aspect too. They had the other couple who, we're happy to see each other who were like definitely getting it on had a doorbell ring and the wrong oh. doorbell was for her just oh this is the pizza this is the wrong address and it goes to them and it's okay are you trying to be funny or you're trying to piss us off i don't know like yeah i forgot about that part i didn't yeah. like that either I, yeah because not, not funny or piss us off are you trying to be funny or trying to make us be serious and thoughtful because the hip-hop the bounce back and forth is really pissing me off <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I really don't think it was trying to be serious. I think it was definitely the tone was trying to be comedic. Um I I the so the other one that I recall, there was the the fireman one. I don't really recall it that well, but <laughs> that one was that one was it was something, I man. I, I feel like was, all those segments was, are so drawn out. And they just don't they're not really I'm not sure what they're trying to contrast. Like it's they all have a dark ending. <laughs> yeah, well, like the real estate one, I'm try, I'm still trying to figure out what that was. I, I don't know, honestly. I couldn't, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I was like, huh. Yeah, very interesting. Right. Um, <laughs> definitely, the, like of of the recurring segments, it was certainly the weakest to me. 
Absolutely. Um, I wanted to throw one in here that I, I really enjoyed, and it's actually one of the things that got me to this show, because stop-motion animation is not something you see very often anymore, um, but Psychotown. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. And it's... Psychotown is definitely not trying to be too serious. It's just a reverent nonsense. Like, there's one where the guy's in therapy. He's not taking it serious. Oh, man, maybe that one's a little too dark to talk about. No, that one's... I really like that one. <laughs> that, that one is great. So he's in therapy, and he's not taking it seriously. So he's a, the, his therapist is going, okay, cool. We're going to do word association now. <laughs> and he goes, fine, yeah, I'll totally take it seriously. No big deal. And he's like, okay, cool. So I say a word, you tell me back. So you say a word, but the guy would respond with like, like this. Calvin, give me a word. Apple. Schmapple. <laughs> Cheese. Schmeeze. <laughs> they just keep going with it. Yeah, they keep going. And then so the therapist goes faster and faster. And then he goes, come on, man, you're not taking it seriously. He goes, what? I am taking it seriously. So the therapist goes, okay, schmaltz. And the guy just lays there and he goes, Huh. He goes, yeah, I got you. What did you say about that? And the guy pulls the gun out and shoots himself. I'm like, okay, wow, that was very abrupt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, it's certainly dark, but I, I found it very funny. Uh. Yeah, I think the, the, the one that made me laugh that was really messed up was the one where um, the mother and father put their kid in a simulator from birth. Oh, the VR one. <laughs> the oh, VR my God. One. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And then they, they have different levels of the VR. So, like, one where he actually escapes VR and goes to the real world, and that's even a VR simulation of, like, it's a new program to keep him, like, up to date, kind of, but also still not in a case, just in a cage, learning how to do everything. Yeah. I, like, hey, dude, want- dude the, the, the stop motion on it's really good, too. Oh, yeah. And that's all with paper. That's the crazy yeah. part. Yeah, it reminds me of early South Park. It's crazy. Yeah, well, that's true. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, early I, first two or three seasons I think are all paper mache. So, a yeah. fun a fun part about Psychotown also is that it was also commissioned by Mike Judge. Oh, I didn't know that. No Me shit. Either. I had to look it up because I had to figure out exactly. <laughs> that is so cool, man. Yeah, you like, I I did not have super high expectations for the show based off the first episode. I'm like. I'm so ready for season two. So <laughs> thank you so much for recommending this to me. I, I yeah, really loved it. No problem. This is definitely one that I, I wasn't sure about either. I just remember what, when they were launching commercials for it, the short clips made me laugh and the different animation styles kind of caught my attention. I was just curious about it. Yeah. I think I just put it on one night and I was just up and just continued watching which, by the way, if you <laughs> – this is a psychedelic show at some point, so do not watch this late at night on your own. <laughs> you like. have, have a few edibles and just kind of <laughs> see where the show takes you. Um, <laughs> do, you have any, do you have any other thoughts on, uh, on this show, Zach? Um, I'm excited for season two. I'm really – Shark Lords, I'm <laughs> – yeah, oh man, just, you have me so psyched. Just to give you context, the <laughs> the picture in the background on Hulu for Shark Lords, if you watch it individually, it's just a picture of a great white shark and a ball gag. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited now. I will yeah, certainly be watching season two. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a, it's ridiculous. I think just a couple other ones I want to throw in real quick, like Tree Secrets is pretty funny. Oh, Tree Secrets um, was great. Every time like it started, I always went, Tree Secrets. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always did it along with the segment. You know, just it's 
it's great because you kind of don't know what you're going to get. Like, one that I thought was interesting was um, the one with, I think it's called The Talking Cure. I'm not sure. But basically when the the troll went to therapy. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's season two. I don't know if that's season two. I may have spoiled that. The troll going to therapy. It sounds familiar, but I don't know. I, ca- I can't recall a, a segment. On... Okay, don't worry about it. That's probably season two then. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm ex- I'm excited, man. This was this was a great show. Um, definitely check it out if you have Hulu or if you have FXX, because um, it's it's I think it's kind of a sleeper hit. It's not getting the the attention I think it deserves. So, and it definitely um, is, it definitely is like you said a niche market. Like you have to yeah you have to if you didn't have the option to watch it separately, which I think Hulu did a great job with that. Yeah, you know. Because I will say, between each piece, there isn't a whole lot of cohesion between, like, you can watch each show separately and never watch it as a whole and still be fine. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, I really think Adult Swim missed out here. I think this would have been a huge hit on their platform. I don't know if the FX crowd, if this is really their jam, um, but I, I think there's enough there for... For even an average viewer, like like I said, I think Odrome No is, and and the quarter life uh, poetry, I think those are are both some top notch art, and I think it's something that can resonate with a lot of people. Absolutely, I'm actually not sure now that you mentioned it. Adult Swim has been kind of the premier late night. 11 a 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. kind of TV slot for this kind of this kind of programming. Yeah. I wonder if FXX has decided to take on shows like Cake to try and combat that and get the more of those late night viewers in. If they are, they're they're making the right move because this is right up the Adult Swim alley. Um, I think maybe less so the the live segments, but I think the animated stuff is stuff that that audience would just eat up. It's, it's it's disturbing it's it's not standard it's it's very experimental so, so yeah check out the show man it's it's really good I, i'm really enjoying it and i'm i'll probably start season two tonight honestly so <laughs> yeah um I'm very very stoked about that <laughs> Yeah, so um, I, I'm going to give out my recommendation. We've been doing a lot of watching. Um, I think it's time we do some playing. So, Oh, right, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for, for the next media club, I'm going to recommend we play uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. Interesting. Um, what, Calvin, where can I find <laughs> this amazing game called Doki Doki? Literature Club. That was beautifully said, Zach. Thank you. Um, so Doki Doki Literature Club is a light novel video game. It is free. Um, and it is available on Steam. You can play it on Microsoft um, Windows. You can play it on Mac OS. And I know my boy Zach here is a Linux guy. It is available on Linux. Ooh. Um, so yeah, if you get Steam on your Linux machine, you'll have no issue playing this. It's uh, not a processor-intensive game. Um, you'll be able to beat it in four hours, probably, even less. But I'm going to say, set aside the time, do it in one sitting. Don't, split this, don't split this up. Um, I'm going to just give the briefest of overviews, and I ask that you don't read anything else about the game, because... I think it's incredibly important that you go into the game blind. 
Um, so you are a uh, high school student. Um, you don't have many friends. And you are invited to join a book club um, that is only attended by four other people. Uh, their names are Sayori, Yuri, Monica, and Natsuki. Um, and it is all about decisions that you make um, as you interact with these people. Um, and the only thing I'll say to not turn off people that don't like light novels is that this is not a standard light novel. This is not your standard dating sim. Um, but I imagine most people that listen to this probably know about the game. I don't, do you know anything about it, Zach? No, I actually, it's funny. My interaction with light novel video games comes down to either RPG style games that are made for, um, the Google and iOS play store that are more of a hack and slash type RPGs that are adapted from light novels or animes that are adapted from light novels, such as, Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works. I am the bone of my sword, unknown to life, unknown to death. I forgot the rest of it. Don't care. Unlimited Uh, Blade Works. That was was great. Um, Yeah, so I ask that you just download this game. Don't look up anything about it. Set aside four hours in one night. And just get through it. and then, That's actually uh, perfect. I need to clean out my computer. I think I'm removing my partition and just going uh, full Linux boy. Full Linux, that, great. Well, it does run perfectly fine on Linux. And um, it's not going to be, it's not like this difficult, like a skill-based game. It's it's literally all decisions. So, um, and, and it doesn't take up much space. So it's not going to be taking up a bunch of space on your hard drive. So, um, yeah, we will, uh, we will get back to this. Um, we're, um, and we can cut this if you want. Um, so this is going to be coming out on June 11th with everything that's going on in the U S right now. Um, it didn't feel right to put something out that was, super fun and uh comedic given the the situation that's going on in this country so we're we can uh, we can we can leave it in i think i think a whole lot of shying away from it has been bad (laughs) i think this is good i think everyone's i will say this i think everyone things have always been as they are for the most part. I think now people who didn't have proof or didn't want to acknowledge it, we all have cameras and the media doesn't control our cameras and our phones. So now everyone can see it and they can decide for themselves whether which side they want to be on. And there's the side that's for truth and justice and the pursuit of happiness like we all want. And then there's the other side who want to get their own truth, their own pursuit of happiness and what they want by subjugating everyone else who doesn't agree with them. So you may choose. Yeah. I, uh, you know, for, for me, I don't want to speak on the podcast as a whole, but this was always supposed to be kind of a, a fun way to kind of get away from, you know, life can be tough sometimes. So listen to this conversation about silly video games or, or stupid movies. Um, but this is super important to me, um, me myself. Um, so, so it felt like we couldn't just ignore it. Uh, we have a platform, even though there's probably like two or three people that listen to this. We do have a platform. Um, and so I think it's important to talk about this stuff. 
Um, and my heart goes out to um, George Floyd's family and anyone that's been affected by something similar. And I mean, to be fair, let's be honest, people will give you shit if you speak and give you shit if you stay quiet. So pick your own truth and go with that. I mean, that's that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. You can't please everybody. Um, those are just that's my not views. What we're about here at this point. I'm just kidding. Ha-ha. That's not the ending yet. Not the ending yet. Not quite there. No. Yeah. So that's, that's just my, totally my opinion. It does not represent the views of this podcast as a whole. Um, there are two people yes, that run the show. Because Calvin and I are partners. We certainly we ride are. on to the night together with all of our, uh, I didn't have to declare for this, but yes, we are. <laughs> well, um, anyone we that's listening, we stand for nerds of all types and all kinds and all nerds and all things, and nerds know what it's like. That's right. All right. Well, I didn't want to end it on a bummer, but it felt like an explanation was was kind of necessary. Um, and Calvin, you did the right thing. <laughs> well, Don't feel, Do not feel bad, Calvin. I am. Ah, shit. I didn't really plan this either. Uh, <laughs> you got it. Just commit. Just commit. I, I just commit. <laughs> Calvin, you may have grown unaware of how to handle your emotions and when to speak up and when to speak out. But now, my friend, I am here to tell you this is the time. This is the place for you to speak up and speak out. Because if we cannot speak on our own podcast, well, then this would not be. This podcast is for nerds. I wish we had done like a wrestling episode for that outro. (laughs) I might have to splice that and reuse it if we ever talk about wrestling.